This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. Have you ever been in this situation? You say something racist and everybody takes it exactly how you meant it, but you don't want people to really think that you meant it. It's the recovery time on something like this. Never. And that's why you should call us. We here at the Racism Diversion Institute specialize in making you the victim, no matter what ignorance pours out of your hate-filled mouth. Here's a testimonial from one of our many satisfied customers. Some Hillary-loving co-worker took a picture of me wearing a fuck Islam shirt to a Trump rally. But thanks to the pros at RDI, I was able to keep my job by telling HR I love wrestling, and I was only wearing a fuck Islam shirt. Build that wall. Thanks, RDI. Here's world-renowned vocalist Philip Anselmo before RDI. That's Captain Ah, And here he is after. Do what thou wilt. That shall be the whole of the law. Love is the law. Love under will. See the difference? <sighs> Racism Diversion Institute. Say what you want, we'll save your reputation. Penis. This is the Metal Sucks Podcast with your host, Brandon Hahn and Petter Spych. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> What's going on, guys? It's the Metal Sucks Podcast from MetalSucks.net. I am your host, Brandon Hahn. I'm always joined by... Petter Spych. And uh, here we are. It's episode number two. For us, yes. For episode, yeah, for, for us. For Metal Sucks, it's I was, like I was, 175, I believe. I was expecting some uh, major hate mail. I was expecting some venom. You know, because that's just what happens when new things happen. Nothing. No, yeah, nothing good so far. Good things, I've heard. Yeah, good, good things. things. You've heard? I've heard. What have you heard? I've heard two people say, hey, you guys are funny. Two people. Two people. <laughs> I, know we, I know we got a broader audience out there. Broader audience, so, but two people. So two people out of the thousands that listen. Two people. Yeah, so we're doing you know all what? right. I, this is what I, I say this in my life all the time. No news is good news, brother. You know? And the bosses liked it. That's all that matters, dude. That's all that matters. The bosses, indeedy. They, they, they gave good feedback, so we're happy. So this week, we decided, as you heard our opening bit there, we're, we try to save Phil Anselmo a little bit of face. Well, here's the thing. I actually had a better sell and lead into the bit. Because mm. you kind of were just like, yeah, we just kind of retracted something. I was going to go, well, you know, just because people are afraid of change, uh-huh. I think that's why they fear the new president so much. I mean, uh-huh. not because of the blatant bigotry and sexism, and, you know, xenophobia. That and alternative he, facts. And alternative no, 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 facts. No, 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 that stuff. And lies that, that he displays mm. every single time he opens his mouth. I mean, that doesn't, it's just because people are afraid of, of change. Of change. Yeah. That's what it is. So we here at the Metal Sucks podcast, we decided that, you know what, I think it's time for a metal president. We need a heavy metal president, because there's a lot of decisions in metal. Mm-hmm. For example... What Phil Hanselmo did last year that need we need a president. Well, what, what are we to, talking about? There's a lot that he probably did. Well, last year. I think the big kibosh was his white power thing last right. year. So we need a heavy metal president, mm-hmm. okay? And like real elections, we're not going to get candidates that we really want. <laughs> we're going to have to choose the better of two evils. Yeah, yeah. So we're so, going to have to choose the shiniest turd. So and we're going to ask you guys to choose. Um, but um, first, we're going to present both cases for the presidencies. Now, the red tie guy who's running this year for the heavy metal president that has been elected is? Oh, the red tie guy? That would be uh, Dave Mustaine. Dave Mustaine. Frontman from Megadeth. Yes. Calling the shots in metal this year. Mm-hmm. Okay. And just to see that change does matter, the blue tie guy, okay, who everybody thinks will easily beat Dave Mustaine, well, we selected someone equally as tough to choose. Yeah, and we already made fun of him. <laughs> and the blue tie president is Phil Anselmo. Yeah, before, so <laughs> before the show even started. Well, no, what we did was we showed that he went to a class not to be racist anymore. And now he's not racist. Exactly. He went to an institute to, you know, realize his wrongs. Mm-hmm. So the choices for the heavy metal president are Dave Mustaine, yes. red tie, blue tie, Phil Anselmo. And the reason I'm putting ties on people because there are certain individuals that probably listen to this podcast that need to know what group they're in to know how to vote. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Wait a second. Who, who's wearing the red tie? Mustaine. Got him. Yeah, okay. I got matter, that. Doesn't matter about the facts. I just want to vote for the donkey or the elephant. That's that is, pretty much so it. So we did the same thing. Dangle the carrot. You 
fucking apes. I'm sorry. <laughs> Dangle the I'm carrot. You, it's not yeah, even. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, the wrong animal. Wait, yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. wrong vegetable. Yeah. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> All right. But I don't want you to say the other thing. I can't I, say dangle the carrot, you rabbits. I mean, that doesn't even make sense. It does, though. Well, I, I, monkeys like apes. I mean, monkeys like carrots. <laughs> apes like carrots, I'm assuming. I don't know. I saw Project X. Monkeys like apes. That's all I got out of yeah, here. Anyway, cool. so, so those are your s- choices. And now, these two guys have been campaigning like crazy because they do want to run the metal world yeah. in their own way. And it's all com- about power. Completely different ways. And just like real elections, we thought maybe we'd have a little better you know, than, than the normal post-election thing. No. No, no, same old, same old garbage. Here, here, before we we go Nothing into but hate being thrown. Yeah, around. before we go into Dave Mustaine's uh, platforms to become the president, let's hear his mudslinging ad for Phil Anselmo. Okay, all over the airwaves right now. You want Phil Anselmo as your heavy metal president? Well, you better get used to hearing this. I am so sorry. When asked what he's sorry about this time, Phil responded with this. You want to fight me? Then this. I am a thousand percent apologetic. What does Phil want to see in his metal scene? Handsome looks. Uh... Cute faces, big gigantic bulging muscles, glistening tan. Take your pants off. Penis. Look at that sucker. Bingo. Sounds like you're trying to objectify men, Phil. I am so sorry. Apologetic. He's trying to fight. No one's trying to fight you, Phil. No more apologies. Vote Mustaine. Heavy metal president. I am so sorry. At least he's got a soft side. I mean, dude, I think he's bashing him. He's saying his apologies are useless. Oh, okay. You know, and then I don't know what that whole, uh, it seems like he cut together audio clips. It seems like. To it. make him yeah, say with, something he didn't say. With crickets. It's crazy, right? Yeah, it's, I don't know how that happened. I don't know who would let crickets into their audio studio, but whatever. You so know? what I got out of that from, from Mustaine's team is that, hey, we can't trust Phil Anselmo. Right. This guy did white power on a stage last year. He, he's flip-flopping. He can't, he can't run this, even though he apologizes. He's either apologizing or saying, do you want to fight me? That's what I'm getting. From Dave Mustaine's camp. Right. Do you? He probably said that he was pro-choice one minute and then pro-life the other. Well, after apologizing. After apologizing yeah. several times. Do you feel that's a good representation of Phil Anselmo? I think everybody makes mistakes. Mm. Okay. Uh, and I think when people get called out on those mistakes, they either are A, you know, they do feel very sorry mm. about what they did, about what they said, or they're just trying to mislead the public. I have to make sure that we talk to Philip Anselmo uh, when he's had about a fifth of Jack Daniels. He doesn't drink anymore. Oh, he doesn't? Okay. Well, then a fifth of morphine. Uh, Do you get fifths? Is it fifths of morphine? I think it's eighths. Eighths. Okay. (laughs) A handful of pills. You know, I just want to make sure that we talk to the real felon Selma because if he's sober, then he's still going to have the ability to understand that, hey, You're lying. saying the I'm sorry, Phil, is yeah, sober. Yeah, exactly. Ah. But that's what I'm getting at, though. But if, if he's sober, then he actually has the, the awareness to make up lies to sway the public. But if he's loaded, the truth just comes out. Hmm. You get what I mean? I, I do see what you're saying. So... So you're saying there's so, some truth in Dave Mustaine's mudslinging ad of Phil. So well, I'm just saying, though, we have to make sure we put him through the test. So let's just give uh, Phil some heroin. Get him. Yeah, I think he's off all that. you got to realize that he, Dave had drug problems, too. But we have to assume both because of yes, all I, the fuck-ups are sober now. I, but what I'm saying is, is there was an You array, want him not sober. There was an array of fuck-ups when he was yelling, yelling out white power and you know, alcoholism and drug abuse and stuff when he was doing that, correct? Yeah, he was drunk, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm getting at. So we need uh, to we, get him there. We need to get him drunk, and then we need to start asking him questions about, you know, the, is Israel and Palestine conflict. Like, let's just see where yeah, he goes with that. That's very important to the metal scene. Exactly. <laughs> and we need, But we just got to see exactly what take he's going to go with. You get what I mean? Well, before well, we, we get to it, Phil Anselmo's If, we ask, if we ask Phil Anselmo if he's drunk, okay, mm-hmm. we get him drunk, and we go, who's your favorite basketball player? If he says Larry Bird, racist. Oh, Oh, that's my test. I see. That's what it is. Mm, that's not a good test. Right. That's actually a horrible test. I'm sure there's a Larry lot of- Bird's a great basketball player. Yeah, but he's okay. like super white and he's nowhere near the top ever. Wait. A, OK, we're not talking basketball on this. I'm, I'm moving away from you. I'm moving away from you. So Dave Mustaine, that's that's Dirk how he's Davinsky. presenting. That's how he's presenting. <laughs> Stop it. Dave Mustaine is presenting. That is the Phil Anselmo that's going to run our metal scene this year. So yes. but he also had to put out his major plot points. What okay. he, his platforms are 
So we vote for Mustaine, right? Okay. First major platform is that, <clears throat> and this one is, I, I found a little surprising myself, but not really when I read it. This is, yes. Any band that doesn't love Jesus has to have a parental advisory sticker that says, Jesus says no sir on it. Ooh. So Behemoth, say right. they put out a record next, next year, it's going to have to say, Jesus says no sir. G-S-N-S. That's a J-S. J. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Us. That's right. It is with a J. <laughs> Dude, are you serious? <laughs> Whatever, man. I'm fucking running on fumes today. This is going to make sense later yes. when, when, when uh, we, we talk to our interviewers this week, Paul Bearer. Right. Okay. We that get to interview. With a P. Yeah. We get to interview uh, both Joseph and Brett via the telephone. Yeah. We probably <laughs> a very tricky thing. We probably should have started that off saying we were going to talk to Joe and Brett from Paul Bearer. When we started well, off the it's, show, it's probably going to be like the click is going to be like we're interviewing Paul Bearer, so it's okay if we okay, say it a little bit understand. later. Yeah, they, they, they understand. got all that. You're smart, um, but because you just said Jesus starts with a G, they'll probably understand now when you sent out that email why you spelled it the way you spelled it. Anyways, back to Mustaine's platform. So, oh, that was a pre-joke. It was a pre-joke before, before the they joke, heard the before joke. the interview. Yeah, it was a pre-punchline. Now you fucked it up. It was a pre. It was a pre. Uh, what do you call it? Pre uh, a tag is mm-hmm. what they call it in the comedy community. Ah, yeah, pre-tag. So shut up. Go. Uh, anyways, so that, that, that is his first platform, is that he wants the anti-Christian music to, you know, have a label. Right. Are you all right with that? Uh, I mean... Are we assuming most metalheads are Christian people in this platform? In this one right here? Yeah. yeah, obviously. I mean, he's just basically saying, like, you know, this is the right way to do things, and then he so, wants to make sure that everyone knows what the wrong way to do things, but unfortunately, you go ahead and slap, you know, no Jesus... No, sir, <laughs> on a CD, people are going to buy it. They're going to run towards it. Uh, th- and that might be good. His second like, platform. Do you remember Testament? Like, how brutal their albums were? Like, in the 90s, we never saw anything that insane. Testament? Like, back in the day. When I they, love Testament. But, I mean, just remember those, like, the meat hook in the face album cover that they were yanking somebody's face off. You know what I mean? Was that low? No, I don't remember which album cover that was. But I'm just but saying, though, but that right there, I was like, wow, I want that. that. that yes, yes. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. Yeah. So you, you can look at a certain art, and you can be like, yes, that looks brutal, that looks evil, like most black metal or you know death metal bands, and you're saying with this label on there, you'd want it more. Jesus says no, sir. I'm just, yeah. Okay. It makes I, I'm me with feel you. like a rebel. So I'm okay with Mustaine's first point. PowerPoint, because although it sounds like he's trying to do something, it's going to sway people the opposite way. Well, it's just like what Chick-fil-A was saying, hey, you know, no gay sex and marriage, you know, and then all of a sudden the Christians just flocked to Chick-fil-A. They made it a martyr. Well, now all of a sudden he's making this into a martyr for the Satan-loving community. Ah. See? So he's hailing Satan via sticker. I don't think, no, Mustaine isn't hailing Satan. Indirectly. Indirectly. Ah, exactly. He's okay. building it up. So you're okay with his first plot point? Yeah, whatever. You're still po- well. His next one kind of ties into it, which uh, I, I don't. I didn't really like this one too much. But the second uh, major platform is: anytime someone sneezes, you are not allowed to say "bless you." You have to say "God bless you." Okay, see that right there? He's infringing on my uh, right on my freedom of speech. Where's Guzentite in this conversation? Yeah, I mean that's what I said. Where's cover your mouth, cunt? You know what I mean? Like where's where's that? Where's cover your where's Where's <laughs> sneezing, sneezing into the uh, uh, sneezing to your elbow, you piece of shit? What happened to that? Yeah, well, I mean th- those those are those are lost, man. His third one was an obvious one. I okay. think we saw this one coming. His third platform: Metall- Metallica has to turn into a communist metal band and share their wealth unevenly with other metal bands. All other metal bands are allowed to be capitalists. Okay, I'm sure every metal band agrees with that. (laughs) (laughs) Granted, Metallica's going to be pissed off. This is kind of like Trump's immigration policy. (laughs) (laughs) So let's just completely make Metallica communist, but everybody else shares the wealth with them. So you feel that that's a strong platform for him to get votes without people uh, admitting it. Well, it just depends on where you're coming from. Now, the Chinese are going to love that. They're just going to be like, yay. The Chinese metal bands? No, they're already already spreading the wealth. Yeah. They have to, or else this they get shot true. in the face. But this is, this is, you know what happens with Yao Ming? He has to share, he had to share like uh, a big portion of his money with, with uh, China that he made here in America. Are you bringing up basketball again? Larry, <laughs> Dude, can we come back to metal? Larry Bird's going to slap you in the mouth. <laughs> I'm just saying China. I understand that. I do. Okay. So China or Metallica would be the China of metal. Yeah. Okay. That's what Mustaine wants to do. And they're going to be playing, uh, and they're just going to be feeding kids lead. But I wonder how he would disperse that. I bet Megadeth would get a big cut. See, that's the problem. With well, communism. right. I mean, mm-mm-mm. So you're okay with plot number three? 
I'm not okay with it. Well, dude, these are you're, these are his platforms probably, for you to vote for. I him. would be a little upset if Metallica couldn't. You know, I mean, Lars deserves a, a swimming pool filled we're, with you know chicks and and coke. And we're stuff. talking lesser of two evils now. You're you're okay with those three plot points? I'm okay. No, I do not like number three. Okay, and okay. I definitely don't like number two. Um, so number one's all you're good with on him. All right, so we're going to see. Because I'm going to see. I'm going to ask you who you're going to vote for at the end of this. Okay. Part. All right. Okay. His fourth platform, obviously uh, obvious to me, and I think most people that, that listen to Megadeth or Dave Mustaine, uh, all metal bands must have a replica of Vic Rattlehead on stage during all performances. Okay, that right there. It's Big Brother. Now, all of a sudden, you're, you're, you're using your, your symbol to make sure that everyone has to like that band. I'm not for it. So everybody knows the president. As much as I love Vic. It's, as much as I love Vic. He's up there with Eddie. I mean, yeah, Eddie's number there, one. Sure. Eddie's number one. Could you, I mean, could you, do you think he would just pull that platform out so he can see Metallica play with Vic Rattlehead on the stage? Think about that. I think that's, that would be the ultimate revenge. That'd be pretty awesome. Right? I would, I would be like, way to go, President. Way to sneak in there and infringe some power. This is almost like when Trump is attacking Arnold Schwarzenegger can you for see? low ratings on The, the, uh, the Apprentice. You it it kind of is. But can you see them playing the Four Horsemen and Vic Rattlehead's behind there? Yeah, it would confuse the shit out of me. <laughs> I'd be like, am I drunk? <laughs> You'd be singing the lyrics yeah. to mechanics. You yeah. know what I wouldn't be saying if I were drunk? Racist shit. Yeah. Oh, we're going, we're going, we're going to the back. blue tie. We're, we're going, going to the blue the, tie. Yeah, see. All right, so those are his four major plot points for running for president. Right. All you guys have heard them. Yeah, so we already did four, but let's just do the other four that you also wrote down here. What are you talking about? <laughs> his running mate. Oh, no, no, no. His, yeah, we're, now that's the next thing we're going to talk about. Yep. So those are his four major plot points. Those are Mustaine's plot points. You heard his mudslinging ad. Now, his running mate, a huge fan of I Am, you know, but the guy he chose to A huge be fan his, of I Am? The, uh, did I say that in a Dr. Seussian way? Yeah, you said it in a very stupid I'm way. I'm totally f- <laughs> Yeah, like, like way too many Y chromosomes type of way. And you're the one that when people sneeze, you say, cover your mouth, cunt. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> so, I'm trying to be I polite. I, I completely understand. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to keep people from catching the simian flu. Haven't it's, you ever seen Planet than, of the Apes? I, I have. I've seen them both. Oh, wait, no, what, oh, not, the, uh, not Planet of the Apes. Rise. Rise of the Planet yeah, of the Apes, yes. everybody. Thank you. Uh, no problem. I'm here to save you. Good for that. moves. Okay, Good well, movies. I'm waiting for your next basketball reference. Cover your, <laughs> right. cover your mouth, cunt. Go. Okay, so his running mate is none other than Matt Pike from High on Fiverr. So you got your red tie. Dave Mustaine, Matt Pike. Now, we took some audio from Matt Pike uh, doing an interview, and uh, he's kind of, this is, just so you guys have a taste of where he's kind of going with this. Uh, and here it is. Yeah. We're due for a fucking big shit storm, and I think it's going to get cleared out because I think, I don't know if it's aliens, I don't know if it's God, I don't know if it's anything. Everybody Penis. wants to put a tinfoil hat on my head, but look around. There's something fucking wrong, and there's something ain't. Something ain't right. And Planet X is on its way in, and everybody knows that. It's fact now, and even NASA admits it, and everybody wanted to call me fucking crazy then. Hey, call me crazy. When it happens, it's not my fault that you didn't fucking listen or fucking plan on it. Okay, what the fuck is Planet X? (laughs) Is he going to keep Dave Mustaine in line? Planet X, is it's a fact now, he said. Yeah, and NASA knows it. Well, and Planet X is on its way, but we're going to need him. Does that mean, does that mean like, does that mean like there's a giant planet coming? Like the Death Star is coming to Earth or is it just like aliens from Planet X? Bro, I don't Google crazy. I don't know. How do you know this is crazy? You, you, obviously, if I'm wrong, he's going to, you know, he told well, us and NASA I didn't listen. NASA knows it. Yeah. NASA knows it. Pull your head out of your ass. Obviously, if NASA knows it, the guitar player and lead singer of High on Fire knows it. Cover Obviously. Your, cover your mouth and pull your head out of your ass, cunt. <laughs> oh, that, see, I listen. Please, I listen you. when I hear thank that. You. No thank problem. you. No problem. Thank you. So there is your red tie team. Uh, Voters, you got Mustaine and Pike. And it kind of makes sense, though, because it's like, you know, let me just throw as I mean, obviously, the, the platforms are completely insane by Mustaine. You know, a little way to... But you haven't heard Phil's yet. Uh, You're right. You haven't heard Phil's yet. So, I mean, your your choice is going to be tough here. Okay. This is the president for the all of 2017, man. They're the ones that have to get this tool record fucking out this year. They're the ones that have to force this shit. Okay. Well, do we we want to listen to? Uh, So now the blue tie guy also doing the mudslinging ad shit, right? It just never stops. We got some audio for this. Now, this is uh, blue team mudslinging. Go ahead, man. 
So you want Dave Mustaine to be your heavy metal president? Oh, boy, I don't know how to take that. Uh, Yeah, I guess so. When his views on heavy metal culture were questioned, he had this to say. You look like Eminem, you stupid cunt. Some have said he's more of a heavy metal dictator than a president. How about you be cool so the people around you don't beat your fucking brains in? When he was asked about health care for metalheads, Mustaine had this to say. See, that's what happens when cousins fuck. And what about equal pay for women in metal? Are you kidding me? After you blew this guy going to his funeral? That doesn't even make sense. Does it sound like there's a seal in labor here somewhere? Is that who you want for metal president? Mustaine? Think again. I'm hoping that everybody comes together. Yeah. <laughs> his last message was good. Yeah. Mustaine, think again. It's like I channel my inner Canadian. You know um, what I mean? Um, you did that mudslinging head? No. <laughs> Someone else did. Someone else with a with raspy a, voice. With a really shitty, whiskey, weed-fueled voice. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that likes to make basketball reference on that a metal loves, show. loves... <laughs> so. That doesn't think Larry Bird's in the top ten. Go ahead. Uh, anyways, <laughs> yes. Anyways, so Phil Anselm was attacking back. His was pretty good. I got I to gotta tell you. He, he's kind of swaying me, and he also gets the second uh, speech here. But. Well, I got to give him credit, especially when uh, you tell somebody that they look like Eminem, and then you follow it up with the word cunt. I mean, right away. We've said that word a ton on this episode, D- and I, I don't want I people refrain? to be used to it. Should I refrain? Yeah, let's refrain the rest of the show. because rest Mustaine, of the show? Mustaine said it. We you got to understand, it. we are worldwide with Metal Sucks, though. You got to understand, there's people in the UK that use the word cunt like you and I use motherfucker. I appreciate you refraining within 30 seconds using it again. No, (laughs) I wasn't referring to anybody as a cunt. I was just using the word cunt to make sure that everybody knew that I was talking about the word cunt. Jesus says no, sir. So anyways, (laughs) Phil Anselmo's major platforms, right? Not as thought out as Mustaine's. I'll be honest with you. All right. His first major platform. You don't say? Yeah, who saw this? Whoa. Uh, his, his first major platform to be your heavy metal uh, president. Uh, if you don't vote for me, I'll beat the fuck out of you. <laughs> right? Wow. You're laughing at this as if you wrote it yourself. I, I got to tell you something right now. That just, I could hear Phil saying that. I could hear Phil saying that. Hi, I'm Dion. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Anyways, dude, you pull Sounders out. Out of nowhere. <laughs> okay. But now, you know what? Though, the thing is, though, is if you don't vote for me, I'll beat the fuck out of you. And it's that, like that this makes is, me intimidated. I kind of want to vote for him. How big is Bill and Selmo? Ah, he's probably 5'8", five, 5'7". Eight, five, seven. Five, eight, five, seven. Yeah. Do you, and he's got that fucked up back and neck. Yeah, he's... he's but he's got that redneck rage going. I, I think Phil can fight. Oh, I'm not saying he can't fight. You know, he's got a fucked up back, though. I forgot about that. I can't say... Yeah. I'm not saying he can't fight. Yeah. But... You know, I'm, you know, he's got, I'm just saying that redneck rage will fuel you through yeah, anything, dude. For, yeah, through anything. He'll use his third arm. He will. That's his dick. <laughs> he's talking about his dick, everyone. It's a Pantera song, fool. Okay. Come on. Keep up. Well, Anyways. No, I'm sure he was talking about his dick. He probably, I can always guarantee he was talking about his dick, but <laughs> okay. uh, the, the lyrics made him sound like he was talking about a cop. But anyways. Okay. Maybe you wanted to fuck the cop. Long anyways. Arm. Platform number two. And this one kind of sways me a lot. <clears throat> okay. Phil Anselmo promises that Chris Barnes is no longer allowed to release Graveyard Classic records. Phil is scared he will cover Pantera eventually and needs to stop him now. Okay. So Chris Barnes from Six Feet Under, his uh, infamously horrible covered albums. Phil Anselmo is saying no okay, more, man. He's giving the people what they want. So right away, I'm kind of like, so far, the, the, the beating my ass thing, I'm a little iffy on. Yeah. But, but... I already, I already like where he's going with that. He hasn't brought up Jesus. Okay. I, and his third one. He's not pushing religion on anyone. No. His, his third one, and it's not, I don't know if this is a link to Chris Barnes, but okay. it could be. His third one, which I'm not against either, no dreadlocks in metal, a zero tolerance policy. Okay. From Phil Anselmo. Okay. So we're talking about, I know Brian Fair is only part-time Shadows Fall right now. He'd have to shave his head. Can't get on the stage, dude. Now, what do you have against dreadlocks? I, I don't have anything against dreadlocks. What are you trying to say? Except they look like they smell. Okay. That, well, they look like they smell, and I'm going to tell you, they smell like they smell. <laughs> <laughs> and what do they smell like? They smell like poop. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're saying that, uh, how do you know dreadlocks smell like poop? Uh, I fucking sat on the bus. This was years ago. I was like 18 or 17 years old. I remember riding the bus to work. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was, it was a packed day. Yeah. And I was sitting next to some white kid who was like all in the 311 and shit. Mm-hmm. Remember that band? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Nick Hexum, <laughs> some, 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 whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
anyway, though, he had he himself had dreadlocks, mm-hmm. and uh, he smelled like poop. Like uh, it was a combination of poop and fail, and uh, you know, and just no. So Phil and Selma saying he doesn't want people to smell like poop and fail. Mm-hmm. You're against that platform. I, so far, like the only one that I'm questionable on the platform is just him beating my ass. You know, I'm, I'm a little questionable on that. I'm not saying he can't. I'm just saying, like, I don't like being threatened. But the platform that he's on, I'm actually leaning towards that more than. So more you than can see he's very blue tie compared to our red tie Mustaine. He is. Okay. So his fourth one, you can see that. But the he, thing is, though, yeah. yeah. At the fourth one now, you can see that he's kind of, he doesn't want to make up any more platforms. So all he says on the fourth platform that he's going to stand for is weed. Oh, now. Sold. Okay. Then you're done. Right? Oh, but wow. when asked to clarify this, he said the following in this audio here. Yeah, I can tell people to take off all their clothes and have an orgy on the floor and they would do it, you know. Is that because he's high on weed? That's his clarification. That, that sounds like something that somebody on Coke would do. I don't understand. Here's the thing. What? Really? Yeah, people on Coke, they feel they go on a power trip. They start like, hey. Do orgies? What's, yeah. Haven't you ever heard about cocaine-fueled orgies? God damn. I mean, dude, Led Zeppelin, Jimmy Page is alive because of that. Mm, Still. I see. Because of the memories. So I can. you seem like you're leaning, leaning blue tie. I, I'm... I, I'm I'm full on blue tie. Now, now his running mate. I got to let somebody, you know. Now, now I'm just letting you now, know. Now you also know that he screamed white power last year on a stage. I'm willing, but you know what though? Hillary Clinton uh, used a super predator to describe black folks. So it's like, but we wanted to forgive her when we compared her to fucking Trump. So it's it's kind of the same thing. I, I okay. not we, but people wanted people. Uh, not we. I understand. I'm saying people wanted to forgive. Yes, her. we're not getting political here. We're talking heavy metal. We're process. talking heavy metal. So you right now are leaning blue tie. Now I'm this, just letting you know if red tie gets in, I'm gonna riot and I'm gonna break some shit. This might <laughs> no peaceful protests on the Metal Sucks podcast. No, no exactly. Way. That's not metal. Now this might sway you. His running mate, really surprising right now. Okay. okay? The guy he chose to run with him, well, it's MCUD, aka Jared from Head PE. Okay. And when asked, um, when Jared accepted his nomination, this is what he said. Extrapolate my slurping, motherfucker. (laughs) Okay. Okay, I don't know what that meant. I'm sure it meant something about the kids. Now, I I, I believe what he said was extrapolate my slurping, motherfucker. Yeah, Okay. he was talking about education. Pull your head out of your ass. So people got confused. You thought that was education? Maybe. Okay, some people took it the wrong way. They thought he was kind of, you know, not being nice to women. Okay. Let's, okay. Let's go back to that. Extrapolate my slurping, motherfucker. Oh, you know what? You're so right. So he might be You're talking right. He's about. He's basically saying that women don't belong in the workplace by saying that right there. <laughs> That's a, well, he clarified it with this next statement, okay. which I think will get everybody off his back. Okay. The landing gear is vociferous, motherfucker. <laughs> so, hey. So what is he saying What does vociferous mean? <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> He's obviously trying to work on people getting work visas. That's what just, he wants. I just love that word. I want to know what that word means. Be, well, let's look at it. Let's listen to it again. The landing gear is vociferous, motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, it means gear. it means immigration reform, Pete. Get your head out of your ass. Okay. All right. Cover your mouth. Just knowing that if Phil dies, this guy's going to take over metal for the rest of the year scares the shit out of me. Right. Okay. Right. But the fact that he's using words like vociferous and ex- what's the other one? Ex- extrapolate. <laughs> extrapolate. My and, extrapolate. And vociferous. And vociferous. Obviously, he's he's got he's educated. Right. Because I don't know what either one of those words. Well, mean. I mean, it was almost like when you saw the uh, the vice presidential candidates for both, you were a little worried. You uh-huh. know what I mean, like Mike Pence looks like he just looks like. Um, Okay, you ever watched the show uh, uh, Johnny Quest? Yeah, I remember that. One. Okay, do you? He remember? looks like a grown-up Johnny Quest. No, he looks like Race Bannon. Oh shit, that's, it, that's too that's too deep for me, bro. No, no, Race Bannon is the guy that we used to hang out with Johnny Johnny Quest. He was like the guy with the white hair and everything. I thought he hung out with like some like lizard person. No, what? <laughs> Dude, maybe I got the wrong show in my what mind. What the fuck are you talking about? Dude, I no, he had Haji, the kid that was like Indian, and you'd make rope float and shit, and then he had Race Bannon over here beating ass, and then he had his dad who was just a giant pussy, but he was like a scientist. I don't know. All right, dude, so the tough question. I let you go on your little Johnny Quest rant. Stop it. All okay. right, the tough question. Those are your candidates. You heard the mudslinging ads. You heard their plot points, dude. Red tie or blue tie? And I will give you an option 
to do your write-in candidate, you know, write in who you mm-hmm. wish was a candidate, okay. you know? Okay. We got some options here that I thought would be pretty good for write-ins, but I'll... T- who but, am I going to go for? Well, your write-in candidates, I, I, you know, you can write in John Bush, oh. Luke LeMay, Mike Sh- 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 Schliebaum. There's now a lot I- of dudes like that, but those are write-in candidates, but you have to choose red tie or blue tie. Oh, God damn. So I can't <laughs> vote with my heart right now? No, no, you're, you're not allowed to write people in. Okay. Okay, you can think about that. But you have to choose. Matter of fact, let's ask the Metal Sucks listening community. Oh, we will. They're going to write in the comments section. We want them to write because we did ask Paul Bear this in our interview. Yes. Okay. And we got an answer from them. So I think uh, I already let people know. I let the cat out of the bag. Yeah. A little prematurely. Phil Anselmo and MCUD is for you, huh? Phil Anselmo. I'm going with, I mean, honestly, when this is your platform. Penis. I mean, you. <laughs> yes. I mean, come on. Listen to how he talks to the people. No way, man. I've got work to do. I mean, dude. <laughs> Everybody's got work to do. Dude, when that guy get, when that guy sits behind the Oval Office in the in the uh, in, in the Black House, right? Cuz it's metal. Yeah. Uh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. It just sounded like not right. Yeah, right. But it, it was you're right. Actually, you're totally right. In it, the metal in the metal world it would be a Black House. It would be a Black but House. Just when you said it at first, my yeah, eyes kind of lifted. Exactly. Right. It's like I was drunk Phil Anselmo from 2014. You know what I mean? Yes, right. Correct. So, you're voting for Phil Anselmo. I t- I'm voting for 2017 Phil Anselmo. Yes. Clean Phil Anselmo. After he went free to the Racism Institute at the beginning of our show. Exactly. Right. I too am going to vote for All Phil right. Anselmo now. We can hear who Paul Bear is going to vote for Phil Anselmo in a minute, but who is your write-in candidate? Who would you write in? Who oh, would man, you want to rough. run it? Okay, you brought up John Bush. Love John Bush. John Bush would be a great metal president. The most, okay, not only is he my favorite lyricist, like just singer, you know what I mean? Um, we, can let the pe- we can let the people know that we prefer John Bush anthrax. You know what it is, though, with John Bush? It's like, uh, I would love it if he came in and won because it's, I think that's the same reason why Trump won is because they wanted to see this underdog that no one expected to win, win. Mm. And it's like, if John Bush won, oh, I'd be all amazing. about it. But that's, ne- that's, that's, I think John Bush would be like a Bernie you know Sanders. You know what else I like? I like Derek Green. From Sepultura. Ooh, that's a good one, actually. Because, Very underrated. Yeah, yeah. No, their last record was amazing. Yes. You know, I, th- I, I completely agree. But he's for him to have to take the shit that he's taken the last 20 years in that band and just be so cool and level-headed and always smart in interviews, Derek Green would be a good write-in. Yes. Mine? Who's yours? King Diamond. Oh, whoa. Oh, yeah, dude. I yes. want corpse pra- paint on my metal president. I want something like that, you know? So that's what we were writing. So if you guys are curious to see who... Uh, Paul Bearer would pick in our uh, metal president election. We're gonna let, we're gonna play that interview here for you right now. Uh, we got the chance to talk to uh, Brett Campbell, Joseph Rowland about their newest record, Heartless, which comes out Friday, March twenty fourth, two thousand seventeen. If you don't want to go buy the new Paul Bearer, why are you listening to this? That is like <laughs> the next best thing, and you guys know it. So, and we're gonna be playing a track off that in just a little bit. So here's Brett and Joseph from Paul Bearer. What's up, guys? Here, Metal Sucks Podcast back again, and we actually have Brett and Joe from Paul Bearer on the phone. What's going on, guys? Not much. Not too much here, man. Excellent. So I got to I got to confess something. When we were uh, trying to get you guys on the show, I fucked up and I spelled uh, Paul Bearer like it was uh, Undertaker's manager. Yeah. Like, so it was like a real. <laughs> I said it was like Paul, and then last name Bearer, like a moron. But uh, we got our. Gotta, I mean, that means you're like. You're really <clears throat> pulling in like a special podcast if you're uh, doing a conference call with somebody like from from beyond the grave. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> exactly. That was the first trouble we got into. Yeah. We got the email right away. I saw I saw Brandon sent that email and I'm like, are you kidding me? And then uh, I was like, let's see if no one notices. Yeah, they uh, Vince and Axel noticed right away. <laughs> yeah, like, they, yeah, they wrote us back. Like, look, uh, you spelled two names wrong. It's like the first week that we've already we spelled Mastodon. I think I spelled it with an E instead of an A. And then uh, and then that, that, was, that was understandable. But Paul Bear, when you make it make it like it's a real name, like I, that's when I realized I'm like, I got to bring it up to these guys. And then no. Well, the best thing, guys, is that I go, Brandon. What are you doing? Because we are we are versed in Paul Bear. He goes, and he goes, no, the spell corrected that, dude. That that is such a lie. I'm like, there's no way the been, spell corrected. You've been listening it. to a lot of sheer terror while you're studying this, <laughs> studying this up. So, anyways, we do apologize for that. Uh, but first question we got for you guys. So uh, last year, man, you guys toured with uh, four metal icons uh, in that last cycle. You, you toured with Converge at the gates, Baroness, High on Fire. And uh, and others as well, but out of those four, who, in your opinion, was the best live band night after night? Mm-hmm. Well, that is a tough question. There, 
I'd say like Converge is always single- pretty incredible. All yeah. those bands are really like solid every single night. It's kind of hard to they, really. Say. They definitely brought it, and they're so vastly different in style. It's kind of hard to say like who was better <laughs> live because they like. I, I think pretty much every night, every single band out of that four sounded flawless. Um, mm. There's think, a reason they're at the level that they're at. Yeah. <laughs> they, like, kick ass every night. When you tour with bands like that, and like I said, I mean, these these, these bands are so different from each other, and they're different from you. Do you think that's more uh, as, a, as a benefit, that you can actually bring in different fans that may not be versed in your style, that might listen to you guys go, whoa, this is something I wasn't expecting? Yeah, we love touring or just playing in general with bands that, you know, sound different than us. Uh, you know, there's like nothing more boring, in my opinion, than going to a show where every single band sounds pretty similar. Like I, I don't really understand. <laughs> but like after you know three death, three death metal bands, it's like how many more blast beats can you hear? You know, kind of starts to blur together. It's like one long song. Like whoa, when's it gonna end? Yeah. Uh, it could feel that way. So uh, now the second part of the question, I know you you may not answer because you guys. We're very, uh, and you're right. Those four bands are big, but out of those four bands, which one did you steal the show from the most? Is there any night that you're like, oh, we took it from High on Fire tonight, or is it not a thing? We try to do that to every band. Varying degrees of success, but you know that's kind of the goal all the time. Awesome. But uh, yeah, who knows, man? That's really up to people in the crowd to say. But we yeah, try to do it at least once in a while with every band we play with. It's it's definitely like it's not really a competition, and how can you <laughs> how can you like really compare? But uh, yeah, I mean we definitely there's never a night that we're just like ah fuck it we're just like we're not even gonna try you know we're we're definitely always trying to you know give our best performance. What do you think of bands that actually would say something like oh it doesn't matter everybody does good it doesn't matter who does best what do you think of guys that give that answer? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think uh, Maximus, they were like really open about their uh, their like opinion that they are out there to like stomp everybody off the stage. Which we love those guys. Like when we yeah. did the tour, the High on Fire tour, and they were the the first of four on that. They they would get on stage and like just say that they were like trying, <laughs> like, trying to outdo the other band. So I appreciate yeah, put, that honesty. Yeah. And they close uh, every set. They'd be like, uh, you just got your ass whooped by Texas. <laughs> <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> yeah, I mean, I understand it because, you know, obviously you want everybody on the show to do good, but everybody wants to be that band. But when you deal with somebody that just comes right out and just says like, hey, hey, fuck those other guys that came before us. We came here to kick ass. Like, you're really putting yourself <laughs> on a spot. Yeah, you are. Yeah. You, are. You, you better, you better, you better really deliver. Good. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. So, hey, guys, so uh, let's go to the new record. Uh, the new record comes out, uh, it's called Heartless. It comes out Friday, March 24th. Um, you're still on Profound Lore Records. Um, now, the new record, it's called Heartless, but who and what are you refer- referring to uh, as Heartless on this record? Well, it's kind of a, uh, you know, it refers to many things because, uh, when we were trying to come up with titles for the album, like we couldn't find anything that really fit. But uh, Joe had the had written the song "Heartless." Like he wrote the the lyrics in that song, and uh, mm-hmm. and we were just thinking, you know, or just thinking, well, shit, that that word really encapsulates everything. Like a lot of the feelings and stuff in the in the lyrics, and also yeah. just the way the world is out there right now. Like it seems like our era and like kind of the way that people are interacting with each other is like, it's quite, you know, it's great. There's not a lot of empathy. Like it is a rather heartless time. So it just seems kind of appropriate to, uh, to kind of sum everything up. Yeah. That that's right. that, definitely like an overarching, uh, sentiment on the record, I would say. And it's like, definitely not one that we're necessarily condoning. <laughs> it's, right. it's not like, put in a positive light. Yeah, I definitely, you're, you're right about that because now it just kind of seems like the world has changed into an every man for himself kind of attitude when it really doesn't need to be like that. Well, through, no, yeah, no, I mean, no. yeah, I think, I think a lot of, a lot of, 
the face-to-face and encounters people have with each other every day isn't that. It's just the perception. So, and that's mm-hmm. what I was wondering is, is the record more of that perception? Like for the first single thorns, um, how do you feel that like encompasses the whole feel of the new record? It's a little shorter in length than uh, previous records, stuff like that. I mean, is most of the record going to have a little shorter songs or do you guys have those epic songs as well? Actually, it has a mixture. Yes. Well, go ahead. I mean, thorns is, is actually kind of a weird outlier on the album. Uh, but the, overall, there's just more diversity. There's there's still lots of long, slow, you know, sections and songs. But uh, yeah, there's there's faster stuff. There's shorter songs. But yeah, honestly, Thorns is kind of the only song of its ilk on the album that's only you know that's really short and pretty up tempo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's like there's like sort of a mixture of both. Like um, some of our longest songs that we've ever written are on this record and then there are a few that are pretty succinct and to the point compared to how we've said in the past so I don't know it was yeah sort of sort of ended up that way Mm -hmm. (laughs) we never we never like set out to like write a specific length of song they just sort of end up manifesting them the way they do and in the past we've always had this odd like average time <laughs> that every song would end up being somewhere in the like eight and a half nine to range. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but uh this record i think along it just since it's sort of indicative of our overall evolution towards this larger sound that we're after i think we sort of <laughs> ended up dropping some of those average song lengths and they're just all over the place now yeah we took we took some like went directions and the uh, and various songs that we perhaps would have not tried earlier, maybe not even, or maybe tried but not done it as successfully as we did. So it kind of, you know, lended it to different types of structures. So, yeah, it's yeah, there's, of, you know, there's a stronger focus than. <laughs> Sorry, I keep talking over you. <laughs> go, go ahead, go ahead. There's a stronger overall focus on this record, too, I think. So that massive difference in song length I think is due in part to that because we were like very we ended up being pretty like laser sight on the goal the whole time that we were working on writing the record so well, we wrote this one a lot faster than the than the other ones like this yeah, is really like twice as fast <laughs> yeah we, we literally started writing like, like, yeah that's true it was I mean the whole thing was put together and like eight months or something, which is absurdly fast for us. Yeah. And, uh, and there's like bits and pieces, bits and pieces, like actually thorns was from a couple of years before that. But for the most part, like almost all the material was written in about like an eight month period. And yeah, uh, we were dying to get like, have the time to actually write new music. We spent so much time on the road on the foundations album cycle that I think once, once we actually had some downtime, it pretty much just came flying out. And uh, you guys never get any negative press. It's always positive, and for good reason. I mean, you guys sound like you're level-headed dudes. And uh, with the hype train being in your favor, obviously there's going to be some negative effects coming with that. Are you guys prepared? Like, Because, you know, once you guys reach a certain level of fame, then all of a sudden everybody just wants to tear you down. How do you feel that? How do you think that's going to affect you when you when these, you know, I hate to use the word haters, but that's exactly what they are. How do you think it's going to happen when you when you come into contact with those people? It's really entertaining. Oh. I love reading negative comments. <laughs> uh, I mean, whatever. I, I've got pretty thick skin, and people can say whatever the fuck they want. So, but I mean, I just like hearing the creative like insults that people come up with. You know, like the, the the hipster doom thing went around for a while, which was completely like incomprehensible to me. Yeah, we had Eddie from Suicide Silence on uh, last week, and he was basically saying the same thing. He's like, if it's creative, then it, then it actually is, is, it's almost like you want to do better so you could get more creative comedy out of the whole deal. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. yeah. I love it. It's, just, it's especially entertaining when people are actually gutsy enough to say that they don't like something about what we're doing to us in person. <laughs> like, when we're on tour in Europe, there's definitely been he said the People same thing. Come up and and then like, why is yeah? Why was your last album not as good as your first one? 
Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, cheers, cheers to those people that like instead of getting on the internet where the people who have the most negative opinions shout the loudest. Absolutely. Like actually, like taking the time to come to our show yeah. and tell us that they think we suck. Yeah, I'm gonna, <laughs> that, yeah, I'm gonna give you fifteen dollars of my hard-earned money, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then like buy a record or something too. It's right. like, yeah, your your new record it sucks. Um, I'd like to buy your first one. Like, all right, great. <laughs> I, w- I wish all the people that hated me would contribute to me feeding my family. You know, uh, that would be uh, that yeah. would actually work out well for me. That's I think that's, that's like serious integrity to like believe in your opinion so much that you would like go <laughs> go pay for something that you don't even like just to let them know <laughs> that you don't like it right that's, that's, I, wish, I like i wish i had that level of disposable income <laughs> right exactly you know what i mean <laughs> they're pulling double duty over at pizza hut just to let you know how much they hate you i mean that works <laughs> So, guys, uh, on the last EP, you guys covered typo negatives. I love you to death. Now, it's common knowledge that uh, Peter Steele wrote October Rust for the ladies. Did you guys channel that in your cover <laughs> version, or was it like, no, nah, this is for the Oh, dudes. yeah, man. We, uh, I, I, like, popped a couple of Viagra before, before. I uh, <laughs> hit the booth just to make sure. That's how Neil Diamond kicks it. <laughs> additional echo chamber down down the lower, yeah. <laughs> the lower area. Right. Extra low end for that Peter Steele. <laughs> I think he had four testicles personally, but the, I mean that that low yeah. end is crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, on this episode, we're giving uh, the listener a choice for heavy metal president, and the choices are Philip Anselmo and Dave Mustaine. Who would get your vote? As we all know, Dave Mustaine leans uh, to the hard right. Philip Anselmo he's, leans he's wherever wherever his alcoholism takes him. <laughs> Where do you think? Who do you think should be heavy metal president? Oh my God! Oh. Dude, that's, that's a really hard one. Yeah, we're not going to give you good choices. It's like real life. Yeah. It's like real life, guys. <laughs> yeah, we're, gonna, we're about to play Fuck, Mary Kill with another guy. So, uh, <laughs> My first inclination would be Dave Mustaine, but I I think that's mostly just because I would have the most, like, I think I would get the most amusement out of hearing him talk. Right. But yeah. That's true. Yeah, his, his, uh, his speeches would be great, and... Probably incomprehensible, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. so we can go on record saying Paul Bearer, Dave Mustaine, heavy metal president, 2016, 2017. They're about to make you guys uh, secretary of education. So I mean, uh, oh yeah, <laughs> I'm more I'm more qualified than oh, oh, bro. <laughs> yeah, I, my other hesitation in uh, casting my vote for. Uh, Phil Anselmo, as he threatened to poke me in the eye one time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm like, I have a personal fear of Philip Anselmo. Well, please, yeah, please tell down. us about that story. What happened? <laughs> uh, like, uh, a few years ago, we were playing Heavy Montreal, the, the festival that is, I, I think, taking a year off this year. But in uh, our, our, like, band trailer in the artist area was right next to uh, Phil Anselmo in the Illegals trailer. And I, at the time, was like, I decided, this was like, when I still had long hair, I decided I was going to like, just go ahead and take the plunge and try to do some white man dreadlocks. (laughs) And so I... (laughs) It was a phase. I had a bandana phase. It's okay. I, I was just like, fuck it, you know, I've, I've like, I've lived like almost 30 years without knowing what it's like to have white man dreadlocks. I'm just going to see what it's like. So I, I had these like shitty, shitty dreadlocks forming that I had like, I'd found some like feather on the ground and I stuck, <laughs> I stuck in one of them because I was just like, why not? Well, you probably thought you were homeless. <laughs> they wouldn't be the first one. But, uh, you got like debris in your hair and like dreadlocks. <laughs> he like so I, I'm like walking along. And I, I don't. I think I had walked over to try to see the main stage, like Mastodon was playing or something like that. And uh, I was on my way back, and he comes sauntering around the corner, and he's like, 
get that fucking feather out of your ear or I'll poke you in the eye. (laughs) (laughs) Not alone. I like how it's like poke you in the eye. Like all of a sudden he's going to hit you with the mo from Three Stooges. Like just like. I sort of like did a like. A physical representation of the shrug emoji. Like I, I, I'd like to think that it looked exactly like that. <laughs> and then I then I disappeared inside of our trailer because I was worried that I was going to be blinded by someone's elbow. <laughs> you know the funniest thing is that I did platforms and I made this up. And I'm not. And this is you can check the episode beforehand because we recorded it before the interview. But one of his platforms was no more dreadlocks in heavy metal. That was actually <laughs> written on my All script. Right. <laughs> and the fact that this story well, somehow ties in, in is is we, insanity to me. <laughs> we at least yeah. know now that uh, this isn't a source of fake news at all. This yeah. is real life. <laughs> yeah, this isn't some Brit Real life scenario. <laughs> there's and something some about Phil Edselbo that says he doesn't like dreadlocks, though. I don't. There's something about him. <laughs> so, <laughs> so now that those are your candidates, as you know, if you guys had to write in a candidate for heavy metal president for this year, who would your write-ins be? For this year, well, just for all time. We could say for all time, um, you know, but uh, I'm thinking of like a four-year heavy metal president type right. situation. Yeah, if you guys could come up with just just one, if you guys could settle on just one. Because we all want Dio, but I, yeah, he's yeah, gone. Dio yeah, Dio would be my choice. The, the ghost of Dio is the obvious, the obvious choice. They, you, I was about to say, I don't know that most people would consider this metal nowadays, but uh, I think that uh, David Lee Roth would be my... Oh. <laughs> yeah, but, but sober David Lee Roth isn't that fun. I want coked up David no. Lee Roth. You know what I mean? Like just oh, sitting yeah, at the has, podium. It has to be. It has to be like first four Van Halen albums. Yeah. Yes. Every time David Lee Roth had a problem, somebody's like, "Hey, what about this David Lee Roth?" He'd be like, "Yeah, just go ahead and jump." That's yeah. what he would say, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he'd go chicken <laughs> chow, and that would be it. Gotta make sure he's putting the, the like white powder in the white house yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah, I want I want David Lee Roth slash Doctor Roxo from uh, a Metalocalypse. That's where I'm going for. It. <laughs> so we got one more question for you. Brandon's gonna gonna ask you as uh, so. Gloomy Sunday was put on James Hetfield's Spotify playlist. When you heard about this, how did it make you guys feel? Well, I can tell you exactly how we felt. We were like. Now that James Hetfield, at least we assume, knows who we are, maybe our dream of one day touring with Metallica will be a reality. Oh, it's got to happen. so awesome, dude. <laughs> it's got to happen. Yeah, we're hoping to get on Adam Carolla's playlist. Uh, what did he say? So, so, anyways, guys, so the yeah. new record, one, one more time, we'll go through it. And you guys plug anything uh, you want right after we do the, the the spiel here. But the Paul Bear's new record, Heartless, does come out, guys, Friday, March 24th. Uh, Profound Low Records, they have a headlining tour. It's a mini tour. It starts February 25th at Austin, Texas. It's at Barracudas. Uh, check metalsucks.net for those dates. Check uh, anywhere else. But anything else you guys want to maybe plug before we uh, we move on? Not that I can think of, man. Awesome, guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm terrible when I get put on the spot about, like, do you have any last words of wisdom? No. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like a Twitter or a website or something that you just want to, that you just want to mention? Well, they can, mm. people can Google that. It's no biggie, guys. Yes. <laughs> no, I don't know. Put him on yeah, the spot with his website. I don't know. Like, uh, <laughs> Womenparty.org. Is that still <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dude, I see the David Lee Roth going on here. <laughs> right, so. you, it's happening. It's happening. We just took this interview and totally made a left turn on it, and I'm liking it. So, yeah, uh, yeah the, great, the greatest David Lee Roth uh, in The Sopranos, I don't know if you guys remember when David Lee Roth was on there. He was doing a poker game, and his line is like, man, I remember back in the day when I used to, condoms were a tax write-off. And I'm like... Like, that is the life. <laughs> that is the life. Paul Bearer, when you guys ride off to the condoms, you let us know here at Metal Sucks. All right? so. Dude, you guys were great, man. Brett and Joe from Paul Bearer, thank you guys so much for calling into the Metal Sucks podcast. Uh, absolutely. Thanks for having us. Dude, they picked Dave Mustaine. Both of them did. That's the exact opposite of what we picked. So it's two to two. But two. then again, they didn't hear they didn't hear the platforms very well. Well, I they didn't. I know, I know. But I mean, you got to educate yourself before you make your vote. And on top of that, they bumped into drunk Phil and Selmo personally, mm-hmm. and he almost poked him in the eye, or he was going to say he was going to poke him in the eye because of the dreadlocks. Yeah, and you can see that he's not allowed to have those dreadlocks on his platform. Well, no so- one wants to be stinky in metal now. 
Yeah. You and they what? toured with High on Fire last year, so they probably would stick with Matt Pike. You know what? I, I get it. Their Mustaine vote makes sense to me. Right. So two Mustaine votes, two, two, Anselmo, two Anselmo votes. votes. And it's up to you. It's up to everybody else out there. .net, listening. In the, the comments family. section. What do, we, what do we want to call these people? Do we want to call them the faithful? Do we want to call them the... Not cunts. Okay. The metal sucks. <laughs> not cunts. I actually am going to stick with that forever. So we're going to call you guys not cunts, okay? Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. so anyways. <laughs> but anyway, though, we were talking about Paul Bear, the new album dropping uh, March 24th, Heartless. You probably should pick it up. We actually got the opportunity to listen to some of the, some of the album uh, before it was released because we're special. But we're gonna actually going to release, uh, we're going to play the new one. Actually, you can hear this on YouTube, but fuck it, we're going to play it anyway. This is brand new Paul Bearer Thorns on Metal Sucks Podcast.
Metal Sucks Podcast. still listening yeah uh here's the deal a matter of fact the first song that we played was brand new paul bearer thorns off their upcoming album uh heartless dropping march 24th available for download i personally think you should pick it up killer at the song store. dude that's a great song but they, i mean like i said this is one of those next old bands the the second song guys is i mean the, it was on james hesfield's playlist i yeah, mean it's like they're, they were yeah. they're climbing they're climbing they were and uh the the second song the first First song, The Obsessed, is released in uh, 23 years. It's Razor Wire. So, I mean, we figured, hey, we got we to gotta throw that out for you guys as yeah, well. Yeah, there, so. there was a bit of a debate happening before the show. Should we play two Paul Barra songs? That's where I was at, but Pete's like, no, The Obsessed gotta, hasn't released a song out. in 23 years. Yeah. Let's do that. So, uh, uh, Interesting enough, though, uh, back to the Paul Barra interview, they picked Dave Mustaine. Dave Mustaine, the, the exact opposite pick that you and I made. Yeah. Because we picked Phil Anselmo. That's true. We, New we Phil and Selma. We picked 2017 Phil and Selma. You keep saying that because of, of... He's a different guy now. Yeah, we, we have to hope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the mudslinging had, had him apologizing a lot. So we picked Phil and Selma. You picked Phil and Selma because of weed. Um, Not just because of weed. Kind of. Yeah, you're pretty much it. Yeah, I think you just picked <laughs> because of weed. Well, no, and on top of that, I didn't like, uh, I didn't like uh, how... You know, Metallica was going to be a communist uh, band. For no, me. I didn't. No, actually, that was one of the things that I was kind of for. But, uh, 
<laughs> you were okay with the Vic rattle in it. Right, I was okay you with it. You just didn't like saying, God bless you. Yeah. <laughs> that was That's it. what it was. It's cover your mouth, cunts. See, there you go. I said I wasn't going to uh, say you, it. You got to stop with that. But no, we're going to. Uh, oh, yeah, you're right. It's, it's full circle. It's full circle. That's, we can name this episode that. By and the you, way, if mm. you, the Metal Sucks listening audience, we got to come up with a better name. Than that for the metal socks, yeah. Ones? I mean, it's like, do we call them the faithful? Do we call them the not cunts? The not cunts, <laughs> whoa, whoa. Well, we don't have to really, I call think that's that. gonna be. I huge... just wanted to go anti you. No, I think that's gonna be huge in the UK, though. You really, I'm telling you, the metal socks, not cunt, listeners. dude. The word cunt flows like water out there, bro. They love it, yeah, they do. What about in Australia? That too. Yeah. Jim Jeffries says it all the time. And he actually <laughs> Dude, has. He has but he got, says it right. It doesn't sound. Out of your mouth, it sounds hateful. Well, right. Out because of like I'm American. A, an English mouth. Because like, I'm American. It sounds good. Because I'm American and we, we, we're just filled with hate. Well, I think a Boston accent works for that word as well. You know? Yeah, you can't. Yeah, like a Bill, yeah, like a Bill Burr type yeah, accent. No, no. But you saying it with your scraggly Ohio voice, you sound fucking evil, man. Oh, God, you're a cunt. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty much it for the Metal Sucks podcast. Once again, thank you guys so much for listening. We vote appreciate it. in the comment section, guys. If we get one vote for Mustaine, then he wins. So it's up to you guys to see. Because <laughs> every time we have a big metal story, we're going to go to the president. And we're going to get a quote from them to solve the problem going on the rest of this year. So um, that's it, guys, dude. All right. Thanks, not cunts. Yes. Uh, that's Brandon suck. Guchon. I'm Petra Spych. Now, now you get the fucking Now I get it again. <laughs> the Metal Sucks Podcast is signing off. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. <laughs>